0: Started. Good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Haim and Mike. And it's because they want you to pray for your enemies. And I'm going to pray for them. And I place it at the foot of Jesus. And I hope listeners that you do too. Today, I want you to lift up any one that is an adversary. Name them, shine God's light on them, and by all means pray for their soul. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Today is a beautiful day. May God take care of all your needs. Touch your life with contentment. Bless your heart with love and faith. Comfort your soul with gladness and inner peace. Grant you good health, lasting comfort and relief from the the burdens of life. God is good all the time. Amen. I thought that was beautiful. Amen. Let us pray for one another. Let us touch and agree. Amen. And watch God change things. Amen. Loving it, loving it. Okay. Hallelujah. To all my family and dear friends, who I am blessed to have in my life, I pray that this month is a month filled with good news, many blessings, new opportunities, healing, and love. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. He reigns from heaven above. Pray with me, gaze up towards the heaven, clasp your hands together. Father, every day I am awakened by your tender hand of mercy and love. Every day I give you my list of prayer requests and every day I hope yesterday's unanswered prayers will be answered today. But Father, in this hour, I want to give you praise. I praise you for the prayers that you answer that caused me to rejoice and strengthen my faith. I praise you for getting me through unexpected heartbreaks, financial upheavals, and spiritual despair. I praise you for the prayers you did not respond to as I requested, but you used your perfect will to override my emotional desire, and yet you are loving enough to allow me to see why your will is just. I praise you, Lord, for your life's lessons. You teach me in my low moments and the love that you show me when I am not very loving. I praise you for not attending my pity parties but standing by me to give comfort when I remember it is only your love that can lift me. I praise you for unexpected praises that give me a spiritual boost when I feel lost and abandoned and surprises only those who have a relationship with you can believe and appreciate. I praise you, Lord, for getting me through the times when others spoke their truth about my life with no concern about me, and when my faith and obedience were on trial. I praise you for teaching me that obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Father, I praise you for showing me the difference between your greatness and my smallness, your strength and my weakness, your perfect will and my self-will. I am grateful for the wisdom you give me through your daily lessons and blessings. Thank you for allowing me to pour out my heart even when my words are not always kind and loving. Yet, you give me comfort, you give me understanding, and you give me discipline with love. Most of all, I praise you for blessing me with the greatest love that I will ever know. So thank you, Father. I give you praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Got a good, good program for you today. I'm going to read from my Bible, my Charles F. Stanley Bible's Principle. And the question that we're going to get answered today is, Why does God tell us to flee from evil? Deuteronomy 19, verse 19. Listeners, those who hope that God will tolerate a little sinfulness generally do so because of the iniquity in their own lives. They do nothing about their sin, even though they recognize it as wrong. But we are all sinful, you may protest. None of us is perfect, and that is true. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. But recognizing sin should compel us to do something about it. When we understand that we have violated God's will, we need to come to the Father and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. Please wash me and make me clean in your sight. When we recognize that we have acted wrongly toward our neighbors or that we've disobeyed God, we should not casually brush aside our offense as if to say well it's just human nature rather we need to come to god and say i have sinned have mercy upon me transform me lord into the likeness of christ so that i won't desire to do this again deuteronomy nineteen nineteen. 19 gives clear instructions in how to deal with our sin. It says, you shall put away the evil from among you, and those who remain shall hear and fear, and hereafter they shall not again commit such evil among you. Centuries later, Jesus told a woman caught in the act of a blatant sin, go and sin no more. Listeners, Facing the fact that we are sinful creatures is not the same as tolerating sin in our lives. Scripture teaches us that God desires for us to hate sin and its consequences and to completely avoid evil. We are not to imitate evil. We are not to embrace evil We are not to flirt with evil. We are not to be curious about evil. Rather, we are to turn our backs on it and run from it full speed. And why does God want you to flee from evil? Because he desires to protect you from sin's terrible consequences. The Lord knows what you will reap When you sow sinfulness, a harvest of terrible consequences, including anguish, including trials, including heartaches and adversity, don't do it. Instead, flee from evil and experience the blessings of the Lord. Amen. You better believe I am going to flee from evil, not letting it in the door. Amen. Okay, remember, there's 199 promises of God, and we we're gonna give them. We're gonna get to them all <laughs> uh, as the days go on. But for today, it's Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger, and of great mercy. Another promise, Psalm 37, verse 40, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked, save them because they trust in him. Psalm 48, verse 14, for this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide, even until death. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. I love it. 1 Corinthians 2. But it is written and it is heard. Eye that has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things of which God hath prepared for them that love him. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, and he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I receive that. I accept that. I believe that. And I will wait for that. Stay right there. And now from prayers that start your day. It says, forgive everybody. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 says, If you forgive people their wrongdoing, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive people, your Father will not forgive your wrongdoing. The world holds few, if any, rewards for those who remain angrily focused upon the past. Still, the act of forgiveness is difficult but all the most saintly Christian. Are you mirrored in the quicksand of bitterness or regret? If so, you are not only disobeying God's word, you are also wasting your time. Being frail, fallible, imperfect human beings, and most of us are quick to anger, quick to blame, slow to forgive, and even slower to forget, yet as Christians we are commanded to forgive others just as we too have been forgiven. If there exists even one person, alive or dead, against whom you hold bitter feelings, it is time to forgive. Or If you are embittered against yourself for some past mistake or shortcoming, it's finally time to forgive yourself and move on. Hatred, bitterness, and regret are not part of God's plan for your life. Forgiveness is. Remember, that you will never be spiritually blessed until you forgive. Pray with me. Dear Lord, let forgiveness rule my heart even when forgiveness is difficult. Let me be your obedient servant, Lord, and let me forgive others just as you have forgiven me. Amen. And amen. What else can we say? I guess we can't fight it. Gotta forgive. Okay, God's purpose for your life. It says, in the storm. Gosh, we're in a theme today. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 4. You have been a defense for the helpless a refuge from the storm. Listeners, whenever storms roll in accompanied by violent winds, there is always the possibility for electrical lines to go down and for transformers to be rendered useless. At such times, darkness is the inevitable result as the power connection is lost. The same is true when tempests batter your life. God created you to live in the light of his wisdom and love with a continuous link to him. However, when your eyes are on the ferocity of the rain and winds rather than on the Lord, you can unwittingly surrender that powerful connection to him. So if you feel helpless and everything looks dark right now, You know why. What's important at such times is not that you beat yourself up for failing to cling to God as you should, but that you quickly return to him immediately. Restore the connection by getting back into the word, praying, submitting yourself to whatever God tells you. Wait out the storm in his care, confident that he will light your way, empower you for whatever you face, and be a steadfast refuge. The Lord your God can silence the thunder and shield you from the gale. So look to Jesus and find the shelter your heart longs for. Jesus, I trust you. To give me light and empower me in this storm. Amen. Amen. God's promises for your life. We just get full every day. It's just good. Get it on us. Get it in us. Eat it. (laughs) Okay, John chapter 5 verse 30. I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me." Whenever Christ moved, whomever he met, whatever circumstances he encountered, the remarkable aspect of his life was that he was always in control. He was never taken unawares, never caught in a crisis. Jesus was never manipulated, nor was he ever at the mercy of the mob. Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ of God, was supremely in control. And this was because he was God-controlled. Amen. We are God-controlled, better yet, Be God-controlled, no matter what the cost. Okay, God's way, day by day. It says you got to be willing to change. Hosea chapter 14, verse 7, says, Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall grow like a vine. I love it. God moves from place to place, from situation to situation, from experience to experience, to grow us up so that he can use us more. Yes, God moves us. As long as we're willing to yield to his methods and are willing to grow and change, he will find greater and greater ways to use the talents and abilities that he gave us at our birth, as well as the spiritual gifts and potential in Christ that he gave us at our spiritual birth. Hmm. God is working and waiting and watching, always in the process of wooing his children to himself and of preparing us to receive what he has already prepared for us. Amen. Already prepared for us. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from every evil, Lord. Amen. Woo! Oh, I wanna take a minute to talk about being fruitful. And this is from my heart. When God blesses us, our cup is full, right? It runneth over in fact. We are to be fruitful with the gifts of the fruit that the Lord has given us. So for every good thing that happens to us, we need to turn around and do a good thing for another. And don't look for anything from that person or persons. Just do it because you want to please God. Just do it because he placed it on your heart to do it. Just do it because you know it's going to feel good. Listeners, I implore you to just do it. It's so much easier to be good than it is to be bad. It is so much easier to be happy than to be sad. It is so much easier to get things that we want than to worry about the things we had. I love you listeners. Thank you for coming to pray with me. Please, 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 please come back tomorrow and we will pray again, no doubt. Did I do my one-minute prayer? Let me do it. It says, doesn't being a wise woman sound like the person is ancient and we're definitely not there yet? Well, wisdom doesn't necessarily have a thing to do with age. I pray every day for wisdom in my life. I want a life characterized by peace and joy by order and meaning. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? And there's no getting around the fact that a godly life is lived one minute at a time. One thought at a time. One decision at a time. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. My friend, if you have a heart for God, read His Word. God is knowledge. God is wisdom. Live according to His high calling. Pray with me one last time. Father, You are the source of all wisdom. Whenever I am faced with a choice, a decision, a responsibility, may I look to you and your word for guidance. Amen. Bye for now.